Thank you for tuning in to the Remnant Godcast. I'm so blessed that you guys are here today. I think this is going to be a powerful show. I've been asking the Holy Spirit of the living God to anoint the words that are spoke tonight. And I believe they're going to set some people free. And the reason why is because I'm going to be talking about something that is very common, that is very pervasive in this generation, especially in my generation. I was a Generation Xer. Uh, but there are, you know, millennials that can fully relate to this. And, uh, you know, even some of the younger uh, people that are listening to the program can relate to this. And some of the boomers and some of the older people. So uh, it's really something that every generation has struggled with, and that is addiction. And I want to just talk about addiction because I really believe that addiction is a is a sin. And it, it really... Um, it, it, it spreads through the full gamut of sins. It's not just one type of sin. There's there's drug addiction. There's sex addiction. There's gluttony, which is eating too much. There's, you know, idolatry, addiction to pornography, addiction to celebrities, addiction to, you know, sex, you know, with, with strangers. I mean, you could just go on and on and on, right? Uh, a lot of people are walking around with a spirit of addiction. And they're wondering, I believe a lot of people that have a spirit of addiction want to get set free. Listen to me today. You want to get set free, but you don't know how. Now, here, here's we're going to just be so real today. We're going to be so real today because that's what I believe we need to do in order to really break the chains of this bondage. It is a bondage, and it is something that will hold you back. It will hold you back in your marriage. It will hold you back at your work. It will hold you back in life, period. And some of you may say, well, I don't really have an addiction, you know, and that's that's really good. If you don't, I appreciate it. Maybe this will help you to minister to those who do. But I truly believe that most people today, especially even in the church, are dealing with some type of addiction. You may not even realize it, uh, but there's something in your life that really has become kind of like an idol. And uh, it's something that we've made bigger than it is. Some people are addicted to social media. Some people are addicted to their cell phones. I'm going to say that I've probably fallen in that category a little bit. If you're somebody who's a public person or you're on social media, you can fall into the trap of being addicted to social media. Some people are addicted to a false persona to you know want to make everybody think their life is so great and so spectacular when in reality they're struggling and they're depressed and they're lonely or they feel totally inadequate or small or inferior and yet they're projecting this image to the whole world which is completely not who they really are so there's a lot of addictions and we're, we're covering the gamut here like i said it's a broad you know category group but i'm going to tell you no matter what the addiction how you can get healed, how you can get set free. And I believe somebody needs to hear this today because it's been affecting you at your job and in your marriage and in your relationships. It's been affecting you. Maybe you're not married, but it's been affecting you. You want to get married. You're wondering why you're having a hard time. A lot of these things are because we haven't fought for our healing. We haven't, you know, really interceded, really contended for our healing. And that's why we are where we are today because we're still going around in circles and God's patient. Don't blame God. It's not God's fault. He's patient, though. He wants us to come to him and say, Lord, I need your help. You know, get me out of this mess. You know, that's what I had to do, friends. See, I speak from experience here. I speak from experience here because I, you know, had addictions that were very, very destructive, very damaging to my life for many years. And in my early 20s, thank God, for whatever reason, the Lord decided to wake me up. And luckily, I was able to get out of it, you know, and at an early enough age where I didn't ruin or destroy my life. A lot of my friends who I love dearly, people I used to hang with, you know, weren't so lucky. I mean, they just kept going. And now, you know, when we're in our 40s and I look back at some of these people, 
I, I, or I, I see them today, you know, I feel for them because they're still going through the struggle of addiction. And, uh, you know, I'm not speaking down on them at all. I love them very much. In fact, I would love for them to have the victory and to break the chain of addiction. That's why I'm doing this broadcast. So this isn't about anybody being better. You know, I, I say that a lot, but I say that because I think a lot of people act like they're better. I don't, I don't think that I'm better. Okay. I'm just trying really the reason why I do this because I care. And because God has given me some some examples, some solutions here, some some fixes that have worked in my own situation. Not only have they worked in my situation, but as a Christian counselor, I've seen them work in many people's situations over the years now. And they're proven, and they've worked time and time again, where I've seen many, many people. I mean, I would say, you know, over 100 people that have received healing and walked forward, probably over, you know, more than that, honestly. I'm being very, very, um, you know, <laughs> uh, lowballing that number, but probably in the thousands, honestly, of people that we've seen in the ministry over the years that have got true healing and walked forward in victory. And so, again, I don't say that to brag. It's not saying it in a braggadocious way. I'm not saying it in a way that I think I'm so cool. Really what it is is a testament of the, the power of the Holy Spirit and the fact that God is willing and able, but we have to say yes to him. Amen. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here. If you can just bear with me as I read these scriptures, and we're going to talk about uh, how you can receive this healing and deliverance in your life. Sound good? Okay, great. So here we go. Okay, so the first one I'm going to talk about is 1 John 2.16, and it says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. And I'm going to elaborate on that. It really comes from darkness because who's the prince of the power of the air, right? Who's the one who's in control of the world? If you can think about, you know, the things of this world, we're in the world, we're not of it, right? Why is that? Because the things of this world are of the enemy. That's why, remember when Jesus was taken to be tempted and he resisted the devil and he had to flee, remember? And, and what did the devil offer him? He offered him things of this world and the things of this world are temporal and the things of this world will not fulfill the ultimate void. Many of the addictions that we have are because we're trying to fill a void. We're trying to fill a void that can only honestly be filled by God. Now, it takes a lot of us many years, some of us to get into a really bad situation till we realize, okay, I need God. I don't want you to be that person. If your situation isn't dire right now, and if you're in a decent situation, but you see your life slowly deteriorating, I want to save you from being in a horrible situation where this addiction spirals out of control or continues to grow, and it becomes such an issue in your life that it starts destroying things like your job, like your marriage, like your relationships, you know, whatever the case may be, your finances, you know, these things, they don't go away unless we address them because they will continue. If it's a pornography addiction. You may be somebody that's literally looking at porn every day and your spouse or your family, you know, people in your life don't even know. I mean, but honestly, this is a big problem in America today because a lot of people are looking at porn and it affects your love life and it actually sends your brain, um, you know, literally the brain of a person that's addicted to porn, it looks like somebody who's addicted to crack. It's pretty crazy. Um, there, there's studies that have been done that are, that'll just blow your mind. There's actually a series, um, a show that I like and a friend of mine, his son did a, a series called the conquer series. And it's amazing, uh, you know, some of the things that they brought up in that series about porn addiction. It's real. It's destroying marriages. It's not only that, but it's it's also uh, contributing to the sex trade industry and the sex trafficking industry. So there's just nothing good about pornography. So if you're addicting to pornography and you think nobody knows or nobody sees, I'm going to tell you God sees and it's affecting your life. And it's affecting your life in ways that you don't understand yet. But, you know, if you look at things from the battle point, which is the battle is not against flesh and blood, 
but against strongholds and principalities. If you look at it in that, in, with those glasses on, you understand there's a big stronghold in your life. You got a big problem and you might not have addressed it because you might not want to deal with it or you might not know how to get healing from it. And so that's why God is saying in this scripture, you know, for everything in the world, for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, you know, the pride of life, because, you know, there's a lot of people with pride walking around. And the Bible says pride comes before fall. So all these people, and this is why, you know, time after time we see these celebrities. You ever seen the cycle? I mean, come on. Have you seen the cycle? How many of the celebrities have died early, right? And they were living on top of the world. I mean, think about it. Prince, Michael Jackson, you know, Elvis. I mean, I can go on and on and on, right? All these people that are living on top of the world, the king of pop, the king of rock, you know, and, uh, and, and then all of a sudden they're, they're just done. What happened to them? They got addicted. You know, they fell. Why? Because they got into pride a lot of times or they, they spiraled out of control because they had lust of the flesh. They had lust of the eyes and they had pride of life and pride comes before a fall. Now, you know, the wages of sin are death. They're not literally death all the time, but sometimes they can be. Because sin is dangerous. Sin is dangerous. And so if you're, if you're messing with sin, like pornography, if you're messing with sin, like adultery, if you're messing with sin, like drug addiction or drug abuse, come on. I know a lot of you people are dealing with drug addiction. It's pervasive. It's rampant in our society right now. And so people are dealing. I don't, I'm not here to judge or contend you. Listen, I did it for years. I smoked weed for years. I couldn't even get off weed. And even as a Christian, I battled for years to stop smoking weed. And finally, I was able to do it. Finally, I was able to get off, you know, because I had an experience where I had an encounter with God. And, you know, I, I begged and pleaded and cried and, you know, looked for resources online to help me. I watched videos, you know, and I think it was one defining moment that I finally understood. I'm going to be able to, to break free here because I realized the Bible said who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I understood that he was willing to free me, but I had to do my part. And I had to close that door spiritually in my life. I had to say no more. And I literally had to say, get behind me, Satan. I'm, I'm done with this. And, and you know, a lot of people make excuses for marijuana now. A lot of people, I mean, it's legal in a lot of places. Some, some Christians, like, it's not even a big deal. But I'll tell you what was the defining moment for me as a Christian uh, was that, you know, one day I got ready. I got dressed, okay? And I was ready to go out. And I, you know, I think I was like dressed up in, like a suit or something. Looked really good. And then I smoked before I left, Okay. I don't tell a lot of people this story, but if you happen to listen to the podcast, you get some of these great stories here. So uh, anyways, this is kind of private, but I'm, I'm being transparent and real today. So I smoked and then I looked at myself in the mirror and said, what the heck are you wearing, loser? And I completely changed my outfit. I redid my hair and I left the house and God said, look at you. Look at you. You tell me that we doesn't change your thoughts. You tell me that we doesn't change your mind and the way that you act. It's completely mind altering. And it blew my mind when the Lord showed me that because it literally, I had one outfit on, I changed my outfit, I changed my hair. I was like a different person. And you don't think of yourself as a different person on marijuana, but what marijuana does is it opens your mind up to the enemy. It opens your mind up. It's like an open door for the demonic. And that's just marijuana. I mean, when we get into the harder drugs like meth and you know, um, all kinds of drugs. I mean, ecstasy, you know, whatever, you know, is going around. Uh, and there's a lot of it right now um, that's happening all over the streets. There's new new drugs I don't even know about. You know, uh, you guys might know about them. I don't know about them all. Uh, but, but there's always something new. You know, mushrooms. There's Some states are trying to legalize magic mushrooms now, apparently, because they're so magic. Um, and listen, I, I was the guy. I understand. It, you know, some of these things are fun. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just being real. When you hear a pastor talk like that, but I'll tell you, some of them were fun, but they were wrong and it was the wrong thing to do. And so that's why James 4 says, submit yourselves then to God. James 4, 7. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So that's why, so God lays it out in John. He says, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So then in James 4, 7, he gives you the antidote. He says, but here's the deal. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and then he will flee from you. This is what we need to learn to do. And it takes, it takes strength. And, and it takes faith. The Bible says faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. So we got to listen to the word of God, you know, root ourselves in that truth and really be real with ourselves and say, do I want to be a loser? Because I'm not trying to call you a loser today if you're on drugs or anything like that. But I'm just going to tell you that, like, I've talked to a lot of people. OK, like I said, thousands. Right. I've seen a lot of people get healing. You know, in, in the 20 plus years I've been in ministry, I've seen a lot of people get healing. I've seen a lot of people get delivered. I see a lot of people change their life, you know, really, really have a, a, a decent life and recovery from addiction. And here's the flip side to it. I've seen a lot of people mess up their lives, mess up their marriage, look like garbage. I'm just going to be honest, okay, because addiction makes you look really bad too. Um, and, and you know what? You, you just end up being a loser. I hate to tell you this. I mean, I'm not calling anybody a loser. I'm not trying to say that today, but what I'm saying is not, none of the terms like in high school, like you're a loser. I'm not saying that I'm saying like, seriously, you lose, you lose out. Okay. You lose out on the, on the joy that you could have because God wants us to have life and life more abundantly. That doesn't mean like your best life now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say that everything's going to be, you know, sugar-coated and great if you become a Christian. But I will say is that it's a steady path upward. And the fact is, is that like, yeah, like I said, I changed my life around 20 years ago or so. You know, it hasn't been like every day has been easy. I mean, for those who know my testament, I got stabbed. I had all these crazy things happen to me. But what I do, you know, what I'll say is that looking back from 20 years ago till today, oh my gosh, like I have a great life, you know, a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter and you know, I'm healthy. I feel good. You know, a lot of people think I look younger than I am and we praise God. I don't know how that is, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's all these things and that's just like a little bit of it. I'm not even talking about, you know, the finances and the job and the career and you know, all the different things that God has done and the opportunities and the open doors. And I'm here to brag. This isn't about bragging. It's, it's literally bragging on God because it's like what he can do. What he can do to a guy that literally was headed down the completely wrong path that almost died, that made a lot of really bad choices in his younger years, and that was fully addicted. And so, you know, listen, I'm talking to you like myself today because I care, okay? You might be in that situation right now, and it may not even be as serious as I was in. Maybe you just have had a closet addiction like pornography, like gluttony. Maybe you've been struggling like, you know, self, like, you know, love. Do you love yourself? I mean... Not, not in a way where it's like you're prideful, but I'm saying, do you, do you, do you respect yourself? Do you honor yourself? Do you see yourself the way God sees you fearfully and wonderfully made that he took his time to make you that you're beautiful in his eyes, that he loves you so much. Do you receive that? Maybe you have a hard time receiving that because things that have happened in your life. Usually that's the case. I mean, something happened to us when we were younger, we had a bad family situation, you know, things like that. So that could be your situation. And I totally get that because trust me, things weren't like perfect in my house either. So I get that. I understand that. 
But what I'm here to tell you is that it doesn't matter the circumstance that you were that you were under, that you grew up in, that you know whatever bad circumstance you had, you can turn that around. And that's what I'm here to tell you today. You can turn that around, and you can turn this addiction around today. This can literally be the first day of the rest of your life. This can be the day where you break it. Because here's the thing: you got to get so sick of it that you don't want to do it anymore. You got to get so sick of it that you're like, I'm so sick of feeling like garbage. I'm so sick, sick of looking myself this way and, and seeing myself. Because if you're addicted and you know you shouldn't be because you shouldn't be, um, then you're going to be looking at yourself and kind of like, you know, not really respecting yourself too much because of the way you act and the way the things that you're doing, the stupid decisions you're making. But let's be honest. It's not smart. You're putting yourself in danger. You're putting your life's in danger. You're putting freedom in danger. There's a lot of things you're risking right now if you're allowing addiction to rule you. If that is the ruling idol of your life, if that is something like, you know, if you have a relationship, praise God, you're lucky, you know, that you've been able to maintain a relationship. If you have a job and you've been addicted, you're, you're blessed. Okay, but, you know, time runs out. You know, the mercy runs out. And one day you got to deal with the big addiction, the big gorilla in the room. So why not deal with it today? While you still have time, before it ruins your situation. Now, somebody may be listening and you say, well, I'm at the lowest point in my life right now. You don't even know. Like, I'm literally feeling suicidal. Well, don't be suicidal because here's the thing. I was suicidal too. I felt suicidal at, you know, at one point in my life. And um, you know, I looked at it and I said, you know, I, I don't even need an enemy to take me out because I want to take myself out, right? Because I just thought so low of myself at that point. And... Um, Again, if you would have seen me or know me like on the outside, it looked like everything was great. I mean, I had a great situation, I had a beautiful place. I was making a ton of money. You know, everything appeared great, just like the Instagram life and the Facebook life that so many portray. But on the inside, I was dying. And the reason why I was dying, I was dying to the point where I wanted to take my own life was because I could not fill the void. No matter how much money I spent, no matter how much I partied, no matter how many people I hooked up with, no, all this stuff, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The void was never filled. And at the end of the day, I would deal with my inner demons. And that's what they were. It was demons. Demons that were affecting my life, making the decisions because I was allowing them to. I was opening myself up to the demonic daily by allowing the addiction to rule and reign in my life. What rules and reigns in your life? What rules and reigns in your life? What rules and reigns in your marriage? Is God the center of your marriage? Are you basing your marriage on biblical principles and values? Are you rooted? Are you planted? Are you planted in a church? Are you planted in a, in a group, in a community that's holding you accountable? Do you, do you have eldership and leaders in your life that are speaking in your life, praying for you? Do you have intercessors? Do you have? No, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to tell you what you need to do to succeed because this is how you break the addiction. It's a, it's a collaborative effort. You know, you, you wonder why you keep being in the same situation. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell it how it is today. I love you that much. And I love you that much because somebody loved me that much, okay, to tell me the truth. A lot of people will, will just not say it because they're too afraid. But whatever reason you're tuning in this broadcast today, there's a reason. Break the spirit of addiction in your life, whether it's, a, whether it's a hidden addiction or whether it's something that everybody knows about. Break it tonight. Here's how you do it, okay? Here's how you do it. I've talked about a couple of scriptures. Okay, I'm going to talk back to James 4, 7 again because this is key. Submit yourselves then to God. What does that mean? Repent. Turn from your sin. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I made a mistake. I've been allowing myself to literally be submitted to the sin. And today, instead of that, I'm going to submit myself to you, God, to your will, to your Holy Spirit. Then, then here's what you do. You resist the devil and he's going to flee. But how do you do that? Where do you find the strength to do that? You find the strength by asking God to give you the strength. Okay. 
when I was going back to addiction, okay, when I was trying to fall, when I had already given my heart to the Lord, I received God, and then the, it was trying to come back on me. It was trying to mess me up again. I remembered how I felt last time. I said, I don't want to feel like that again, but God, I'm so weak right now. I need your strength. When we are weak, he's strong, right? So what happened? I said, Lord, I need your strength. Give me the strength to get through this addiction. Give me the strength to, to, to beat this right now. You know what happened? Something changed. Okay, God did give me the strength. He did give me the grace. You know, turn on a worship CD. You know, for me, I'll be honest, and a lot of people, you know, get mad at me because they say, oh, T.D. Jakes, he's like a motivational speaker, you know, and I've had him on the program a couple times. But here's the thing. T.D. Jakes, for me, was a great guy to listen to. <laughs> and he's been preaching for a long time now. I used to listen to him way back in the day. But the thing is, is that I would turn on a T.D. Jakes message. I don't know what it was. It would feed my soul. It would just feed my soul. And I would feel, you know, that there was truth coming in and it was like what I needed to hear. And all of a sudden the addiction would go away, the, the, you know, and that was just one person. I listened to several different people at that time, but I would find pastors that, that were truly operating the spirit of God or people that I knew were talking the truth. And I would, I would literally feed my soul. And that's what you got to do. You got to feed your soul. Okay. See in first Peter five ten it says first Peter five ten all I'm sorry, and the God of grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. 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 I'm going to read it again, okay? And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Boom! There it is. So it, it comes from his grace. The human body is amazing. I've seen people that were so messed up on meth, so messed up on alcohol, so messed up. And you know what? They got off and some time goes by and their body starts restoring. And it's like, wow, they got their glow back. They look amazing. They're restored. It's unbelievable what the human body is capable of. Why is that? Because God made us and he's full of grace. And he called you to his eternal glory in Christ. So after you've suffered a little while, because it's hard to get off the addiction, you got to really fight your way through it. I know when people get off of a several day binge of alcohol, sometimes they got to check themselves in the hospital because they got to get on meds, you know, because they just feel so sick and they, they, they're afraid they're going to die. Their system is going to shut down. But, you know, once you recover and then you get out of it, like, don't go back. Just, just stop it. Just stop it. God will restore you. There's a little bit of pain you're going to go through. If you got to get new friends, I know that sounds really rough, but I had to disconnect from a lot of my worldly friends for at least a season until I got strong enough because they were all doing drugs, coke, meth, weed, you name it, you know, mollies, everything. They were just doing all these drugs. And so it's like every time I go around them, the drugs were there and I was too weak at that point. So I had to break away from them. Okay, I had to break away from them. Now, was it hard? Did I miss them? Did I feel like I was missing out? Was I lonely sometimes? Did I have to kind of make new friends, which wasn't easy? And for a season I was alone? Yes. So let's read that First Peter 5.10 again. All right, and it says, For uh, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I mean, I'm sorry, that's that's like boom right there. That's it. He's going to give you all that you need. All the tools that you need are in your toolbox with Jesus Christ. All the tools that you need with God. We don't need to even rely on a person 
or a medication. Those things are helpful. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not against them. Obviously, I believe that, you know, to go two by two and, you know, to have mentors and, you know, I always talk about that. But what I'm saying is we can actually do this with us and God by, by just asking the Holy Spirit to give us the strength. If you listen to the Psalms 5015, it says 5015, uh, and call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. That's his main objective for us is to get us out of trouble to deliver us what does that mean deliver us deliver us from our bondage deliver us from our egypt deliver us from our addictions deliver us from the things that we need healing from the generational curses the you know the issues that we have because we all got issues so we can walk in this way where we can be totally victorious and free now how do i know again because i was able to do it guys i've been sober for years okay and like I said, I might have addiction to social media once in a while. I have to check myself before I wreck myself. Sometimes I have an addiction to being on the cell phone too much, but my wife checks me there. Um, but, you know, if I notice that something is, is taking a position of idol in my life or, you know, it is an addiction, even like coffee, you know, Starbucks. Oh, my gosh. You know, so any of these things, I need to check myself before I wreck myself. I need to, to notice like, OK, this is an addiction and I need to break it. God, give me the strength. And, and we need to be able to do that with anything in our life, anything in our life that is we're putting before God. OK, a lot of times we put it before our family. We put it before our loved ones. Addictions are powerful, but they can be broken and they can be healed. They can be healed. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to conclude here. But it says, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the slanders, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is why some that is what some of you are or were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. All God is saying there is, is like we're all sinners that have fallen short of the glory of God. If you've been involved in those sins recently, don't beat yourself up. Just repent. Turn from it. Today. Today is the day. Listen, I sat in a bathtub, red as can be, on multiple drugs, and my heart was beating fast. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Lord, I need you to give me strength to heal me. There was a lot of real conversations with God to break my addictions and my party lifestyle that I was living in my early 20s. Okay, I needed healing. And only the God of heaven and earth could do it. Look what he's done in my life. And again, this isn't a braggadocious thing. I'm saying it as a testimony because what he did for me, he will do for you. Whatever your addiction is today, whether it's alcohol Whatever it is, listen, he's going to peel away layers for the rest of your walk, the rest of your days. Until the day we go home to be with God, he's going to be peeling away layers. But why not break the addiction today? Because today you have the power and authority to do it. So we're going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power and authority of your Holy Spirit, we pray that you would break this addiction, whether it's something that's not so serious or if it's something that's very serious. God, you know. You know the situation. You know that even the smallest of addictions can be a big problem for us. It can cause a lot of problems in relationships and jobs, in our in our ultimate success, and the fact that we're meant to walk victorious and not be victims, Lord. So we just pray that that the the stronghold uh, that would that would you know just be loosed right now, it would be broken, and and we would be loosed in the name of Jesus, Lord. You say what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. So we just lose this addiction now. We say no more to it. 
we say, you know, we're going to resist the devil in the name of Jesus today. And we receive those words right now. Lord, you say who the sun sets free is free indeed. Lord, set this person that's praying with me tonight free right now. Let this be the day. Lord, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Now let's own it. Let's walk forward. Let's not look back. Let's not be like Lot's wife. Let's not look back. Let's move forward in victory because now every sin that you've done, if you repent and you turn from it, is literally in the sea of forgetfulness. It's behind you. It's done in Jesus' name. Break it today. You have the authority. Break it today. Get into a community group. Get into a connected, you know, a church, a, a family where you can be accountable. You know, talk to pastors, leaders in your life. You know, make sure that you get yourself out of the muck and the mire no more. Don't live another day. Don't live another year in this in this addiction. That's it. It's done. You're moving forward. You're going to look back and say, wow, look what God did in my life. That was the day I turned it around. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the Remnant Podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.